Hello. Hello. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. I know it's been a long time. We took a nice little hiatus, but now we're back. Yes, and I'm very, very excited. This docket is so stacked. We have so much to talk about today. Like, I simply just don't even know where to get started. Should we do like a quick, like, what we've been up to in the break? Oh, absolutely. Okay, to give the short version, I guess I'll go first. Um, went on vacation to Key West, um, got a new job, walked out on the new job. <laughs> <laughs> it's just capitalism. It's just so exhausting. Like, I just, I'm not meant for it. She simply just doesn't dream of labor. I'm just, I'm simply too sexy and ethereal to work in a corporate workplace like you're too esoteric like you literally just sit there and think so like ethereally like right like like nobody could possibly understand me in an office setting like i'm simply not meant to be here because i'm not of this world you're literally beyond but like you should have really been born a nepo baby like you give big nepo energy I'm that's what I'm saying you know it's it's so wrong it's so wrong that my parents are not like a movie director and like a screenwriter or fucking something like Like, it's it's not right I feel like you would have definitely like still went to school but gotten like a useless like retarded degree and like just lived your life being like a lifestyle influencer no you know what i would have done i would have gone to school i would have been one of those girls that still went to school and like i would have like gone to like nyu gotten in because my dad bought a library or something (laughs) he bought a bench (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah bought a bought a bought a cobblestone and then (laughs) one cobblestone (laughs) one singular cobblestone in the nyu langone health building yeah, exactly. I would have gone to NYU, get a bullshit degree, and then, like, hang around downtown until I eventually, like, become friends with the director who gives me a starring role. And then I kind of have, like, middling roles where, like, there people are kind of waiting for me to have a breakout role. But, like, mo- the momentum is building and building, but just, like, doesn't seem to happen. And then I marry, like, a rich mogul. Who owns like multiple islands, and I just have a really cool Instagram. And like then that you should star be my life. Finally, in an A twenty four film. Yeah, in a couple years, when people are finally like, "Oh my god, like where did she go? Like she had so much potential." I get my big break in something really like unexpected. Like maybe I'm like the killer in it when in like an A twenty four art house like feminist twist <laughs> slasher movie. You give people endo <laughs> with your eyes. The endo, the endo man, <laughs> the hat man. <laughs> and then that, you throw your and, the, the Harry Potter sorting hound people, and they get either endometriosis or PCOS. Because I was literally just gonna <laughs> say, <laughs> which feminine health disease do you want? Chronic bacterial vaginosis, PCOS, or endo? You choose. <laughs> which house are you? buzzfeed quiz which feminine health (laughs) disease do you have which female reproductive organ disease are you everybody's a combination of like (laughs) how many times do you visit this filter will tell you how many times you visit a gynecologist in a month (laughs) how on a scale of one to ten how loudly do you scream in pain when your doctor callously shoves the fucking ice cold tool up your up your uh 
what's that what's that thing in there cervix (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i you were such a maladaptive daydreamer i just clocked all of that like that was really frightening because like that was that was like clinical and like pathological i was like oh wow like Like, yeah but like here's the thing though and this in my fantasy like when you go to nyu and you have this bullshit like art degree like you meet me like a fellow nepo baby okay because we're both taking the first taylor swift course globally that debuted at nyu and you're the person in class who like you're like the Puerto Rican who always mentions Puerto Rico in class, <laughs> but instead it's for Lana Del Rey and you mentioned her <laughs> in the Taylor Swift class. That one girl that don't play about Lana Del Rey. I actually only signed up in the class so I could talk about Lana and like constantly make it a point to like be constantly bringing her up. And then we're, we graduate 2022. We're a little younger in this, in this version. Okay, we graduate okay. 2022. Taylor Swift is the commencement speaker. And then you, Manchester, the whole place. <laughs> In the name of Lana. Lana Duak Bar. Like that's <laughs> Lana Duak Bar. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like, I I'm gonna sound you're gonna like love me for this, but like Lana needs her honorary doctorate. So true. She has what, like 11 albums? Like, I think it's time. She has nine, right? I want to say nine. I mean, it depends on if you count like Mae Jailer and like Lizzie Grant. But if you're talking like just Lana Del Rey, I think she's, I think Blue Bannisters is her eighth. Mm. I want to say. And nine is coming soon then. Yeah, it's allegedly coming soon. But, you know, she likes to lie. You know, this bitch likes to lie. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, what I have been up to, right, mm-hmm. is I became a gym rat. You know this, but the audience oh, doesn't. Oh, we know this. We know this. Um, Like, I fucking love it. I'm so happy for you. I literally love it. Like, I thought that this was going to be, like, a, like, I, I, there was, like, a part of me that thought this was just going to be a phase, but, like, mm-hmm. it's lasted, like, a good like month and three weeks now so like i think i'm over that hump or like you right give up. of like that like getting bored of it yeah yeah like i actually like but i go there and i have like fun like i enjoy oh my god that's like so that's good yeah and like my life looks crazy my ass looks crazy and i'm like wow like turns out like you get results don't you feel so like just feels so good to be like constantly like being active and like working out just makes you feel like you're not like on the verge of death at any given point well i was talking about this i texted your your man's boyfriend of the pod yeah a boyfriend of the pod yeah (laughs) i texted him because i was like i wanted to show him my gains and he was like you know telling me like you definitely like your frame is definitely more like bill and i was like thanks and like he was basically saying something along the lines of like um humans were like meant to be active and like the sedentary life that we live is like probably like the cause of like 99% of like our spiritual mental and physical fatigue he's so real for that he's which, always spilling which is just like so true like the way that like all of my health conditions are disappearing well i mean yeah i think that a lot of mental health conditions like can be drawn from that too like my endo is ended. Like <laughs> the endo dragon has been slain. Endometriosis? 
No. Endo. Endo. Never met her. (laughs) We don't know her. So yeah, um, that's me basically. So yeah, we love cool. I got straight A's this semester. Which oh my gosh, congratulations! Nice. Thank you. So Yay. yeah, graduating in the fall, very excited. Yay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like killing it. So, but you know what's the thing? Like when you, I feel like when you start doing better, all your friends that are flopping, you start. To... No, it's so true. And like, look down on them. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, get your ass up and fucking work. Get your ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to fucking work these days. I she say was as I to you. as I walked out of my workplace today. Well, who the fuck wants to work in corporate America? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I guess, like, <sighs> I guess, like, I like I do, but I don't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I like the work that I do, but I don't like like the environment of like corporate America I don't like the office environment I don't like office politics like it's just gay I hate it well I've only ever worked in one place my whole life right and that's the restaurant right the restaurant I so I don't know about corporate America so do you mind like telling me like what about it is so like blah because I have yeah of course I mean like I think that okay so like to be totally frank i have some issues with authority that stem from my upbringing (laughs) and like corporate america is very fundamentally built on like hierarchy right so like you have your boss you have your boss's boss you have like the ceo so far and so forth and then it's like you on the totem pole and like a lot of people like to make you very aware of your place and Mm. so like that's one thing and then there's like office politics where like you know offices can be clicky managers play favorites you have to like step on people or like suck dick to like not literally i mean maybe literally yeah literally probably literally (laughs) i never have had to but i mean that's not to say that i know megan kelly has but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> didn't it? i read something that monica Lewinsky like ate bill clinton's ass i don't know like in 1990 that. like that's so progressive you know what like i think it's time for a monica Lewinsky like comeback like i think it's time for her like media like comeback era it's already happened but like i need it to happen again no it needs to happen on a larger scale like i need i need like a I need like a Megan Fox type, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, for Monica Lewinsky, yeah. Like it's like so much surgery for her to become like a baddie and like she's really yeah. Surface. Well, because she kind of had her moment during Me Too. She I feel did. like she was one of those like figures in Me Too because like Me Too at the crux was, I mean, less about rape, like in like for an everyday woman and more for like rape for the everyday working woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it has was a lot, lot about like power. sexual harassment like yeah. in yeah, and workplaces and stuff. Like workplace harassment. So like I feel like like who who better as like a tale of like workplace harassment and like horrific power dynamics that like involve coercion than like right. fucking Monica Lewinsky getting assaulted by the president of the United States, you know? Right, right. But and then getting of me like too. shitted on in the media for it as if she was like the aggressor. Which is crazy because that's literally what's happening right now with Miss Amber Heard. Amber Heard. I, when I tell you, I feel like I am crazy. No, I, feel like I, 
I feel like I am living in a different dimension when I see this, like, when I see Johnny Depp and Amber Heard content. Like, I don't understand what the hell is happening to us collectively as a society. Like, it feels like I'm someone who's, like, witnessing, like, dragons and, like, fairies and, like, rainbows in front of me. And, like, everyone else is, like, witnessing, like, some different... Uh, this was a horrible analogy. <laughs> no, no, but I get I get what you mean. Like it's like it's like it's literally like the sixth sense. Like you can see things that other people just somehow can't. It's like how are you people not getting this? It's crazy because I've had the Amber Heard conversation with at least five different people like IRL people. Um IRLs of the pod. And uh-huh. <laughs> like Every single person I've ever talked to, they like besides one, has been like, "Yeah, you know, I don't really have any opinion." And then I press them, and they reveal their truth, which is always that they like, you know, justice for Johnny. Like, Amber yeah. Heard is an abuser. Amber Heard, blah blah blah. Like, and I'm sitting here like, "Are you? Are y'all dumb? Like, are y'all like, are you stupid? Like, like, okay, first of all, right? I'm sorry, but women cannot domestically abuse men. I mean, like." No. There's just... Like, okay, so we're dating, right? Theoretically, Mm -hmm. we're dating. (laughs) If you hit me with, per se, an object, I'll say, okay, you domestically abuse me as a man, right? Like, let's say you threw a bottle at me or smashed Uh a beer Uh on me, which, like, why would you do that? Like, you're a lady. But it's like, (laughs) let's say... (laughs) Let's say you, you, like, you know threw my ps5 on me i don't know like okay sure i could say that that was battery and you assaulted me sure but it's like in the context of like a woman hitting a man i'm sorry but it is your job as a man in a heterosexual relationship to eat your girlfriend's punches and it's like Mm. i really don't think that a woman can hit a man and it's not provoked like i know that sounds crazy but it's like i've definitely had this conversation on the pod before let's say me and you got into a fight obviously now i'm working out so it's a little different but this is like like, pre-working out and stuff like i mean you got into a like a a play fight right and we're Mm -hmm. kind of just like slapping and like whatever like for shits and giggles like i will accidentally hurt you but you will never accidentally hurt me because you're a woman and there's sexual dimorphism like and obviously there could be power behind a woman's punch but or a woman's slap at the end of the day like who really is like punching what what woman is like punching her boyfriend like there may be like slapping their man because like they found horrible texts or found them cheating or Uh whatever uh but like that's what you're kind of supposed to do as a girlfriend i know that sounds crazy and that obviously means you're in like a weird relationship that's like probably abusive probably toxic but it's like there is no way in any world that you can compare a woman hitting a man to a man hitting a woman. Like, and I don't know why people like try to make it into this like equal rights feminism thing where they're like, men could get hit too. Obviously they could get hit too, but there is no comparison to a man getting hit and a woman getting hit. Are you guys fucking stupid? Yeah. I like, I, I don't know if I agree that like men can't be abused because I do think they can be, but it's like, if you, are like if for example i tried to like eat my gigantic chad boyfriend like who is that working out for not me like you know like i'm not gonna do any meaningful damage to even like you pre-working out i'm i'm not really gonna be able to hurt you in a way that like a man attacking me can like break all my bones literally you know hello like is the intent there? Is the the malice there? Absolutely. Is that comparable? Yeah, sure. But like, 
I just don't like what happened to sexual dimorphism. Mm-hmm. Like womb owners can't hurt <laughs> penis owners. Dick and balls owners. <laughs> People with XY chromosomes. <laughs> Estrogen stealers. Bussy owners. Gooch owners. Gooch owners. No, but like that's so that's like the, the foundation of my Amber Heard and Johnny Depp theory. Like that's step number one of this little building of thought that I have, like the school of thought. That's literally the foundation. Is that like a woman hitting a man is not the same, right? Because apparently it's like confirmed that she hit him. Whatever. I'm not shocked at all that, like, I, so here's my thing, like, with the trial. I really haven't been, like, following the trial all that much, as in to say that, like, I don't really know the details. I haven't been, like, watching the live streams or, like, watching the gay fucking YouTube edits that people are making for some reason. It's like, ten times Amber Heard got owned by Johnny Depp's lawyer. Like, are you fucking retarded? Like, what is wrong like, with Like, what is wrong with... Like, with Wii music? No, like, literally. Like, editing it like a TikTok video. Like, this is not a Marvel movie. This is a domestic violence case. I think what there's a is lot happening? to it because, like, I think especially with people's, like, fascination with true crime that started since the pandemic, uh-huh. I think, like, people, there's, like, an element to it that's, like, people consuming all this true crime content and seeing a case, like, and like r- r- un- unravel before our very eyes in, in real time in the public. That, true like, crime people... as entertainment was a mistake, by the way. Yes, and, like, people are consuming this as entertainment and I think part of it has to do with the true crime phenomenon which also this is an original thought I don't think anyone's ever talked about that no I I completely agree I think like the sensationalization of like violent cases and like you we even saw this with like Gabby Petito you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like Mm -hmm. people were like taking it into their own hands to like solve it as if this was like an ARG and it's not like I mean it ended up working yeah, it did. It, <laughs> so. I mean, it did, but like, you know, this isn't, this is not a video game. Like, this is people's lives, you know? Like, this is not an HBO original. No, at a certain point, it becomes like point and click. Yeah. Like, video game, like, status, VR. Like, it's very scary. Um, I also think with the Amber Heard thing, what I find very interesting is like, obviously, this has been said before, but like, it a hundred percent is just retribution for like me too and like mm-hmm. like for the public. Mm-hmm. And I think I think part of it has to do with the fact that like no matter how much social progress we made, like the status quo is a status quo socially and like it has existed for like thousands of years, especially in regards to women. I mean, the concept of a woman is older than the concept of any other um kind of disparaged like group we have. Like, mm-hmm. the concept of, like, what a Black mm-hmm. person is, I think, didn't really exist until probably, like, the, like, the slave trade. The concept of white is always evolving, you know? Like, Italians, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. They were considered, like, not white 100 years ago, whatever. Not white, POC. Albanians weren't white, I don't think, like, 40 years ago. <laughs> so it's, like, there's there's a lot to... Con- I mean, now, even Hispanic people are white now. Like, like, like con- those kind of concepts, like, 
are always non-binary people exist now exist right like all these kind of like disparage and underprivileged communities are always evolving but like when it comes to like the sexism against women like it is the most ancient form of hatred along with like anti-semitism along with anti-semitism that too but like i mean even like you know there's a certain type of like misogyny for jewish women just as there's a certain type of misogyny for like black women they call it misogynoir and like you know every every like race has very certain like ways to attack their women Mm -hmm. and of course there's overarching misogyny just like in general but um the thing about like amber heard is like whether or not you do believe that she's a liar whatever i have never seen this level of like hatred and just like complete vitriol towards someone like in the way that amber heard has received it not even not any any man like not even I harvey Wein- literally not even harvey weinstein it gives not even harvey it gives i need like it's very reminiscent of anita sarkeesian to me yeah but, like, it is this- but like on a bigger scale even than anita yeah but in this weird way because like it's both talking about like women's issues but like there's a way that this similar to like anita sarkeesian and feminist frequency when she was making that series and at Gamergate. i mean i feel like the that Gamergate. was the first i feel like that was the first real instance of cancel cancel culture on the internet of course and that wasn't even like it's funny because that wasn't even driven by like left that was driven by like right-wing people yes and that was very interesting because similarly to this it was a lot of like memification um like reactions um and it's like at the end of the day like because sexism and misogyny are the oldest form of hatred like the status quo is so freaking ancient that, like, I kind of feel like no matter what, like, it's always going to try, the pendulum will always swing and, like, try to default to this ancient status quo yeah. that has hundreds of thousands of years of, like, history versus, like, the, what, 200 years, 100 years of, like, women's rights of, that like, have been feminism. going on. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, like, incomparable. And, like, obviously, like, I'm not one of those, like, weird people that think that women are, like, like like fifth class like third class citizens like right but like at the end of the day like you know this is just the reality and it makes me really really sad because it's like it this is like kind of like the proverbial like town square guillotine that like the public needs after like do you you know how many conversations i've had with people where they're kind of like harvey weinstein's so old he went to court with a cane like just let him die in his home like for one i feel that way about like bill cosby a lot too you know like oh my god he's like in his 80s like he doesn't understand anymore what he did like i don't give a fuck yeah like it's like this kind of sympathy that like men older men oh my god i'm a genius these sympathy that older (laughs) men such as bill cosby and harvey weinstein are offered is extends to like Johnny Depp. This is all just the way that the public reacts to older guys. And the difference between them, them two and Johnny Depp, for example, is that Johnny Depp is like, I guess, attractive to some people. So it's like, right. Like that guy has not been hot in like 40 years. Like what are y'all caping for? And his charm to me, this has a lot of deal with his charm. Like just the way that he's so snarky and so charming and like witty. And has a lot of charisma. Yes. 
And it leads itself to the, like this reaction content that like can be easily consumed on TikTok and YouTube in like three minute, one minute videos. Uh-huh. Um, where uh-huh. like, because who really is watching the court live stream? I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, like I've only been seeing like my my only real, I guess, like exposure to the trial has been through these clips on social media. And it's like, I'm scrolling through TikTok and I'm getting so much content and like I keep clicking not interested and yet it's everywhere. Like it's literally unavoidable. It is unavoidable. Luckily we're in the last week so hopefully we can avoid this forever but it's like it's just like I think about how people who are anti-Amber Heard and pro-Johnny Depp they frame it in this way that like Amber Heard is like this like histrionic narcissist and that like it's like psychologically proven and diagnosable that she's this narcissist i'm sorry but like do you remember uh mariah carey she did an interview five seven years ago where she came out i think it was on people magazine where she came out as having bipolar disorder too i do i do remember that in that interview she stated like if you are if you have aspirations to go in show business you are crazy she's like there is not like she's like there's nothing shocking about me i'm I'm paraphrasing but there's nothing shocking about me revealing my diagnosis as being bipolar too because any single person who's in this industry has to be crazy to want this life i totally understand and like i've always said this like you have to be some level of like crazy like histrionic you have to have kind of something off kilter to want to be in the spotlight like that i mean like that's not whatever and like regardless whatever amber heard is or isn't whether or not she's a histrionic liar or a narcissist like so on so forth whatever like people seem to think that she's like playing the long con and that she's had this plan for years and years, like to take Johnny down. Like, do you really think this is that worth it for her? Because she's not really winning in the court of public opinion. I mean, absolutely. And when it comes to like that whole histrionic debate and narcissism, like, which also so over that word, but we could have that conversation. Right. But it's like, okay, I'll give the, public like the benefit of the doubt and i'll say yes okay amber heard is a narcissist sure but like so is johnny because every any any single person who wants to be like singer you you could be crazy sure but actor Actor especially yeah like you walking all these red carpets doing these photo shoots these interviews these films you are full of yourself like of course I mean, you're full of yourself like of course you have an emptiness that could only be fulfilled inside you by doing movies that like gross a billion dollars in the box office by doing all this press by doing all this by having all these photos by having all these followers of yeah. course you're a narcissist every single one of them is a narcissist like why is that such a fucking shock to you guys and why is that used as leverage against amber heard they're right. all narcissists everyone I- from fucking my queen and hathaway to fucking like Love. harvey weinstein like they're all narcissists dude And I say this as somebody who has a background in, like, acting in theater. Like, the very act of, like, getting on stage or getting in in front of a camera and acting is, like, histrionic in itself. Mm -hmm. Like, you have a desire to get on stage and have hundreds of people giving you, like, expected to give you and only you besides your scene partners their full attention and you are in full command of their emotions and experiences for, like, 
two hours and then like they come out of it like being led by you like i mean because what actor auditions and doesn't want the lead yeah you want to be the tree or extra number two like no are you those chorus girls don't want to be chorus girls no they want to be mariah carey and beyonce right and it's just like crazy like i hate that that's used as leverage and also the word narcissist has to go it's so tired it's such a buzzword now your ex isn't a narcissist just because you don't like him and like like all this stuff like it just literally kills me and I don't know. It's It's like, please understand, like, I've said this before on the podcast, like, words have meanings. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. we can't just throw around, especially diagnosis, too. Like, we can't just be throwing those things around and, like, demeaning, like, what they actually mean. Because there are people who do suffer from those disorders, and their lives are so much worse from it. And to be, like, diluting the meaning of, like, what a true narcissist or what a true, like bipolar person what a true person with autism what those experiences are like like it does everyone a disservice absolutely we have discussed that before they need new words for this stuff man we do like we like words mean things man you can't just be like throwing shit around because it suits your narrative the Amber Heard thing is crazy too when it comes to the algorithm like if I let me go check YouTube right now so YouTube is by far the worst like I swear there's literally not one video that's been put on youtube in the past since the trial started that hasn't been like some kind of smash cut of clips and mind you i haven't seen a single clip on youtube but you know on the youtube app on your phone like on the very top it has like little topics i don't have it but i have been seeing all the screenshots of like what youtube looks like right now with like just the hundreds and hundreds of johnny content so all the content i consume is like i consume a lot of like gaming stuff i love asmr i love legend of zelda breath of the wild and like keeping up with that um trixie mattel i watch all her videos and i love trixie that's like about it right right so my topics reflect that gaming trixie mattel asmr legend of zelda breath of the wild and then music and then right after that is amber heard nothing following that is anything i watch at all yeah so really it's all like that's the first thing that pops up of stuff I haven't that I don't watch from mm-hmm. topics, which is like crazy to me. Um, how that's like getting pushed down everyone. So obviously, like it's so clickable. So I don't think there's there are people who speculate that like Johnny Depp's PR team is like sending bots and like stuff like that, which like honestly sounds fishy, but I don't No, I do think his I do think his PR team is like working overtime right Mm -hmm. now to give him like oh abuse cinnamon roll like type you know what I mean by that? Like you know those memes like that that one tweet with like Jimmy Fallon that's like oh like soft baby boy like that's Jimmy Fallon. Like that's that's the type of like image that they seem to want to project of him and it's like Johnny Depp is an alcoholic, a drug addict, and also an abuser. Like, he's he's not, like, a soft, small bean victim man. It's, like, just crazy to me because, um, like, there's just been so much, like, discourse brewing over the past couple of years, especially on TikTok, regarding, like, age gaps, like, a stupid, stupid discourse, like, Amber Heard is, what, 35, and Johnny's, what, like, 60, 65 years old? Yeah. Like, what happened 
to y'all like what happened to you guys like what happened to age gaps like what right. happened to power dynamics like what happened to all these conversations like you guys won't let a 20 year old date an 18 year old or an 18 year old date a 16 year old and now like all of a sudden like a 35 year old and a 65 year old is okay and like right. there's not something like kind of coercive and weird about that and like like at the very least like a very unstable power dynamic especially in the fact that like Johnny Depp is like literally Johnny Depp and Amber Heard like starred in like one movie that bitch was an Aquaman like, like you know what I mean Johnny like Depp is Johnny Depp I mean come on I mean we've talked about like Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor Swift on the podcast before about how like they both were like at similar levels of stardom and like and that way there isn't that much of a power dynamic despite the difference in age but it's like no, not only Amber Heard is most famous for this yes like literally she's not a successful actress like this is what she's famous for yes like there is a weird power dynamic in that and it's like i always will say that like what does a woman really gain from like not only lying about like i can see lying about it on twitter why people would do that but i don't i don't really think people necessarily lie about i mean there are obviously people who lie about like getting abused sexually assaulted etc i think sometimes like memory like and like time can like twist things and that's why people can come out with things like so much in the future like on twitter or like on instagram or whatever like so i get which i don't think is necessarily malicious but then right. it's like because i've definitely done that before where like in the past like things like appear to me differently than what they really were right and then if you mature a little bit and like you know have a better understanding of like your circumstances like Yes, I, I understand why somebody might be tempted to, like, lie for attention, especially when, like, it's such a hot button topic uh -huh. right now. Um, And accusations, like, of that nature just hold so much weight. But there's really nothing to gain from, like, going, going to, to court? court. There's nothing at all to gain. Going to court? Like, there's nothing to gain. If I anything, know. it's humiliating. I know people, like, women who have legit been victims of domestic violence who have dropped cases because it is just legitimately so demoralizing. Yeah, they don't want to do it. You have to be so convicted and so, like, not to, like, I don't know if that's the right word, so determined and so, like, acquitted of all guilt and, like, right. so, like, sure of yourself. Like, and, like, you must have such purpose to be, like, I have to do this no matter what the cost is mm -hmm. to myself and my mental health, like, to go to court because you know that you don't want this to ever happen to any other woman ever again. And, like, you right. know that you need justice to be served. Like, like, oftentimes, like, in those kind of situations, it has to be so bad like so bad for yeah. you to go through that like i'm not saying that any domestic violence is worse than the other but like at the end of the day like like there is a difference i think between like <laughs> i guess your man hitting you once and your man hitting you a million times i think at least i think at least to the woman i think like they can like drop that case if it was like one or two times because they'll take themselves less seriously and victim blame themselves right but i think if it was so 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 many times i think the woman in that position is like I'm absolutely the victim and I'm a victim of abuse. And like... Or if there's like kids involved that <laughs> yeah. like need to get out of the, you know, situation. That kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. So it's like, when it comes to stuff like that, I'm like, this woman is so sure of her innocence. Like, I just like, I don't know. I believe her. I really yeah. Do. I just like, I, I honestly, 
if I was to pick a side at all, like I, I honestly believe that both of them did what they are both alleging the other did. And I don't think either of them are lying. I think maybe they're embellishing a little bit to try to gain sympathy on the jury side. But like, I don't think either of them are victims. At the end of the day, like, I, I, I disagree with that only because, like, I don't believe in, I've said this on the pod before, I don't believe in things such as toxic relationships. Like, I think that, like, toxic relationships and, like, two-way streets are, at the end of, at the end of the day, like, um, like, reactionary. Mm-hmm. There's the abuser and the victim who could react abusively. Yeah. And, like, typically that's going to be the man abusing. I'm sorry. And no, the yeah. reacting. Like, I have this um, this tweet from this girl named Caroline Walsh King on Twitter. She said, the way she flinches when he starts yelling, I cannot say it enough times. Depp's abuse has not ended. This trial is how he continues to hurt her. Yeah, and I've seen people say that. To happen I've... is his accomplice. This is televised th- sanctioned abuse. I cannot agree more. At the end of the day, like, this case was started by Johnny Depp as a defamation case. This isn't a domestic violence case. This is a defamation case for her op-ed where she didn't even name Johnny. So it's like, that is his way of abusing her again. And I'm sure, I'm sure that she has, that she got a restraining order on him or something. Right. This is his way of being able to be seen by her. Right. For one. And do you know how hard it is to to see your abuser, to see, like, your rapist, mm-hmm. like, to see... Mm-hmm. It is literally, like, even people related to them, like, it yeah. is so triggering. And it's like, this is literally... This is what abusers do. They put you... They find a way to put you in court when you have a restraining order against them or something like that so they can legally abuse you again. Right. Or, like... Yeah, I just, I think these cases are just never black and white. Like, there's not, like, if you look at a case like this, just as you look at, like, any real human relationship, it's very rare that there's one person who's been entirely good and one person who's been entirely horrible. And there's something to be said about, like, what society's complex is with perfect victims. Mm -hmm. And Amber Heard is not a perfect victim which means that she doesn't deserve any, you know, I guess, privileges that come with victimhood. Yeah. You know? I just hope that retrospectively, there can be some sort of, like, finding Neverland, like, sort of thing where, like, people really begin to understand that and the discourse around abuse changes. Because I think at least with rape and, like, rape culture, if you can call it that, like, people understand a little more now in the past like 10 years 15 years that like rapists aren't the monster in the bushes that's hiding in the bushes like yeah. in the alleyway like rape victims aren't like the slut like and how like it always is it, it just doesn't really look like that and i hope people begin to understand that about abuse um because really like again there is no perfect victim at all Right. There's really not. I mean, like, when are you ever going to find somebody who, like, did absolutely, truly nothing? Like, I mean, if you're just, like, walking home and, like, you know, you get dragged into the bushes and attacked, that's one thing. But, like, that doesn't account for nearly the majority of, like, those types of situations. It's crazy, too, because um, 
people will bring up evidence in terms of, like medical records, police records, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I thought we, for one, didn't like the police and knew that they're not. When y'all talk about defunding the police. <laughs> right. Like you do realize that like you're not going to get a rape kit done if you need it. Right. Like y'all do like y'all do realize when talking about like defunding the police and oh we don't like the police like they don't even show up for DV victims they don't even like you know when people are like who are you gonna call they're like you don't even show up to D- they don't even show up for DV victims they don't even care they don't when you call they just leave they don't take anything down so like is that not true anymore leftists because like right. they're all falling for this propaganda too no I like it seems like most of the like. I I've been trying to like take account of this just because I'm so curious like who seems to be team Johnny and who seems to be team Amber and it seems like people of like all it's like everybody can agree on being like justice for Johnny and it's like really like this is the one thing that we're all gonna unite and hold hands and sing kumbaya over like this 60 year old man who's like like also a drunk also beat his wife and has a cocaine addiction like really like this is what's gonna unite us um there's this reading by caroline walsh king she says that's why depp has already won and he won a long time ago before the trial ever started and before he even did what he did to amber heard because she was never going to be the victim we wanted with the evidence that we want because that person doesn't exist and never yeah. has. Yeah. And there's nothing heard could ever have done to be that person. And we hate her for that. Yep. That's true. That's true. There will never be a perfect victim. Amber is, is far from it. And that means that she doesn't get any of the public sympathy. I mean, Johnny has already won in the eyes of the public and I think you're right. It'll take a couple years for people to process this trial and then maybe understand it from a critical and not so reactionary point of view. And it sucks that this is kind of like a reaction to me too, because it's like Amber is kind of becoming the scapegoat for like this fear mongering of like false accusations Mm -hmm. that's been like, cropping up since the rise of me too and it's like this just seems like an elaborate excuse to like take this all out on like one woman who just doesn't happen to be the perfect victim and i feel like most of like this reactionary stuff like comes it's women who have the strongest opinions on justice for john yeah like, it's not really men i don't think men really give that much of a shit like, no it is it's, it's all, all girls yeah. If you talk to anyone, like, in real life, like, if you talk to any, if you see any of these Twitter comments of the hashtag Justice for Johnny, it's all female profile pictures. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I, I have this one that I bookmarked. Um, I'm sorry. After listening to hours of recordings and testimony, reviewing images and analyzing timelines, I'm not going to mindlessly believe a woman who's discrediting my experience as a domestic violence survivor by lying about it. The marriage was toxic all around, but this ain't it. It's like, bitch, like, nobody fucking believes you and nobody gives a fuck that you got hit anyway. Like, it's not one woman who might be lying about it, allegedly lying about it. Isn't it discrediting your experience? No. nobody fucking cares that you got hit. Like, that's just the reality. Like, it is not this woman who is 
like discrediting your trauma and your pain as someone who's a victim of intimate partner violence it's the patriarchy bitch yeah i mean amber heard is not the reason that you're not seeing justice for your abusive relationship it's the patriarchy yeah like like, like, come on nobody really believes real victims of domestic violence and at the end of the day nobody really cares like yeah that's just it like it's not but that's like the mindset all these comments are flooded with people similar to the the tweet i just quoted from this woman um of it's all these women who are all dv victims who all see amber heard as like this piece of shit for discrediting their story and it's like it's not her that's discrediting it like you're the ones i'm not gonna say it's their fault but they're the ones perpetrating for one disbelief over and distrust over people who speak out about domestic violence and it's because of frankly internalized misogyny and their own experiences mm-hmm. of being traumatized from like yeah. the way that people react to them coming out about about being victims of dv like totally i mean like women like showing up to like the court to, oh like, my god oh my god did you see that one so there's this one girl who's like famous on tiktok because she like makes stupid faces like you know what i mean like one of those types of people yeah 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 and she, like, went to the trial because, I don't know, she's a Johnny Depp fangirl. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, outside, like, signing papers, like, taking selfies with, like, people that are waiting outside his courtroom. Like, if this was such a traumatizing and, like, debilitating case for you, are you really going to be treating it like it's a fan event? Like, not to victim blame, you know, whatever. But, like... It but to victim blame... <laughs> It's it's deeply unserious. It's it's just very very frightening and bizarre to me. Like I have three videos I've seen. I've seen one of someone in the courtroom uh, who was part of like I think I don't think they're the jury. I think they're people just like watching the trial from yeah. the courtroom. Uh, this girl saying I love you, Johnny. Um, mm-hmm. I saw this one video of Amber Heard departing the, from Chanley Court TV um, on Twitter. A video of Amber Heard departing the courthouse after four days on the witness stand. This was from May 17, 2022. Look at me signing my sources. I know. And Come on, ALA. It's her, <laughs> it's her leaving the courthouse and everyone booing. And then it's her going all around the courthouse to leave through another exit because she didn't feel safe to exit that way. Right. And it's all, guess who's all the people who are booing? Woman. Yeah. It's all women. It is. Well, I mean, honestly, women hate women sometimes more than men hate women. Mm -hmm. Like, internal misogyny is a very, very real thing. Mm -hmm. And I saw one last video of Johnny. This might have been a different video than the one you mentioned of him speaking in a Captain Jack Sparrow voice. Yep. Um, Like, to a... Like, this woman going, like... Like you will always be my Captain Jack, like, like to him, girl, and then he starts speaking, and it's like, be yes. serious, like be fucking for real. You're at your <laughs> like, be fucking for real. Like be fuck. This is literally the craziest thing I've ever seen. I saw no, one it's insanity. Like, I, I like I have. No- Can you imagine like woman? supporting someone in your community who got to like accused of domestic violence? Like, I don't think maybe some of them would believe the woman who spoke out right. in your own community, but they would at the very least, like, avoid that man. Right. 
you know what I mean? Like, that's not happening here. Like, it's just like, and like, why so don't, why didn't we see like rallying around any of the major Me Too victims like this? Like, why didn't we see people gathering at their courtrooms to like express love and like respect and like support for them? No, and, like booing Harvey like booing the abuser. No, that has never happened for any fucking woman that's ever had a domestic violence or any any type of case like this ever it's... nor has nor has any man that's been accused of abuse or rape etc cetera, etc cetera, domestic violence been treated the way globally that amber heard is being treated right now like it's it's just like it's it, it could not be more transparent and yet like it seems like people just are w- being so willfully like obtuse about the whole thing because like they want to treat it like a media circus they want to treat it like entertainment yeah and so to understand that this is a real occurrence that has nuance and this is real people's lives like that doesn't that doesn't really lend that well to understanding this as an entertainment experience i mean it's like i said it's just a, like very much town square yeah activities <laughs> town square activities no it really is so that's really all my thoughts for that i have nothing else to say yeah i mean 48 same. minutes talking about amber heard that's crazy sick. sick wow i'm so glad i let that all out <laughs> I'm sitting on that so um next thing do you want to go on a light note and then we could get into the rest of it yeah do you want to talk about harry styles oh my god yes Okay, so one thing that always turned me off about Harry Styles was, like, I feel like my, um, one of my biggest pet peeves pop culturally is, um, kind of, like, making things happen before it happens. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, like, Chloe Chloe Bailey and Hallie. And Normani. Um, and Normani, like, kind of being, like, um, revered as, like, the new pop princesses when, like, they still haven't not they have they nothing haven't. to show for that there's yeah. nothing to show like you need to me like an extensive catalog to mm-hmm. cement your status as like something like that which they yeah. don't normani doesn't have an album i think chloe they, chloe and hallie don't even have like chloe chloe and holly have albums but chloe does not have a separate so- like solo album exactly no. and right. so like there's that um so i just i really don't like that and my big thing with harry for so long i always felt like it was always like him trying to like I always felt like he was trying to be like this like kind of prince like David Bowie like kind of like pop icon like definitely like transgressive progressive like figure and it's like now that this album dropped and like he has all those years in one direction now three albums like I can like comfortably say that like he is the new pop prince agreed well let me ask this like how do you feel about like fine line how did you like now that it's been what i think maybe two or three years i can't remember if that album is pre-pandemic or not it is it is it is it dropped my freshman year right before covid so like around like the fall of 2019 right right right. Uh, i think december 2019 it dropped so now that it's been like a good couple of years like since that album dropped like how do you feel about fine line now for one i mean such an iconic album cover Oh, I love, love, love the album cover. Yeah, so good. I think good. it's so fun. It's so him. Um, I One thing that I really love about Harry is that, like, he doesn't seem like he takes this 
whole thing super seriously. Like yeah. he he doesn't seem to want to be like this very serious rock star artist. Like you know what I mean? Like he's kind of it seems like he's having fun with whatever he's doing at any given point and that to me is very cool and makes his work seem a lot more engaging. I see that now. I think before it was a little more serious for him because he had something to prove. Yeah, now, his first album. Yeah, and I would say even for Fine Line a little, to be honest. But, like, mm-hmm. now, 100%, like, I think he's just kind of, like, having fun. And I see that, like, carefreeness and, mm-hmm. like, that confidence, truly, that makes me, like, again, able to say that, like, he's a pop prince in a way that, like, we haven't had one since, like, honestly, I, I think since, like the old old times really like kind of like like a fun sort of like i'm your boy i mean maybe says justin bieber like yeah i mean like young young justin bieber but even so like i wouldn't put harry and like i don't think that they occupy the same space in pop culture like you know what i mean i mean he does like absolutely offer like kind of like princess space yeah i think that he's a little bit more for mature audiences like he markets himself now a little bit older Mm -hmm. um than for example like one direction marketed their music and like i think his fan base has really grown with him like he's one of those artists that a yeah. lot of a lot of his fans have been around since One Direction, like me, for example. I was mm-hmm. a big Directioner, and funny enough, I actually wasn't a Harry girl. I was actually a Zayn girl. I was also Zayn. Mm-hmm. I mean, duh. I but mean, Harry Mama. was Harry was a second. Like Harry was second, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think everybody kind of knew that Harry would be like the breakout star of. of I mean, Direction. he just has the best meaning. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think Zane, like Zane as so, like Zane as a, a solo moniker, like no last name, I think was pretty strong. But once it became pretty apparent that Zane was going to flop and had like no interest in like maintaining a music career, like the space was pretty wide open for him. Suck that he flopped because I liked his first album a lot. Me too. I mean, I thought it was way too. It could have been trimmed down a lot but i know it was the trend at the time to have like 35 songs on an album so i can't really fault that's ending now which thank god i hate that yeah it's definitely on its way out not for rappers but definitely for pop stars which is like so good well it's not good for streaming which is why it's on the way out but i i think um my thing with with harry and fine line for example like i think a lot of the songs aged very well i Uh, agree um cherry she sunflower golden mm-hmm. even falling like all the fine line like all these songs aged like very well and it's been what like three years and what the thing about fine line was that i think it was a little it, he was trying to do that rock star thing but like yeah. with harry's house and what i've really liked it's harry's house or is it harry's home harry's, harry's house. house what i really like about it is that it um is very, like, indie in a way. And, like, I think the trend of, like, these, like, legends, you know, Taylor Swift, like, Mm -hmm. Harry Styles, like, going 
indie. Like going kind of lo-fi, like folk inspired. I really like that kind of thing that's happening because I think it makes these people seem a little more down to earth, even though yeah. like I even they like really aren't. Like the kind of indier vibe like makes them seem a lot more human. Mm-hmm. But this album for me, like it cements this sort of like I'm your boyfriend and I'm singing to you in a way that like Fine Line wasn't for me. Yeah, Fine Line is a little bit less um intimate like i mean there's a lot of big radio bangers on fine line yeah you know what i mean like there's watermelon sugar adore you and i think that's why it's called harry's house because it kind of feels like you're in the room with him along yeah with with that indie feel and the fact that every song like he really is kind of like singing to you like it's very like serenading in a way that like we haven't had music like for the girls and gays where like a Mm. man is just singing to you in so long you know there are people like sean mendez but he's not charming no i wouldn't say that he yeah you know he he really isn't like he's literally a white bread yeah and like i would i would like literally like (laughs) suck his gooch until it's not like tires please (laughs) but like he's not charming he's just a a nice piece of meat (laughs) he has he has no charisma he has no vibe no although that video there's that video of him flirting with emma chamberlain like at the Met Gala. Oh, I, thought, I, I thought do remember that. I thought he seemed like pretty charming and that and his Doctor Strange is higher. Well, like, when I his lips and I was when like, I when I very <laughs> briefly had a conversation with him. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Um he was he was polite. Um he was nice. I wouldn't say that he was particularly like memorable, I guess. Like if I didn't know who he was, I probably wouldn't have even thought he was famous like do you know what i mean i mean he did date camilla cabello it's giving it's giving share <laughs> so it's bad. giving share like the funniest thing about that video is just the absolute death glare that camilla gives him like right after he says that like he's like this fucking twink yeah she's like you're f- you fucking fag <laughs> um but yeah harry's home harry's <laughs> <laughs> Harry's house really Harry's home. that like serenading space that like I'm obsessed with because it's like like there's literally something about like pretending that like this artsy indie like sexy like man is like pretending that that man is like singing to you that like is like the most like therapeutic romantic yeah sexual experience harry has done a really really good job of fostering um a relationship with his fans that feels intimate but like he honestly we don't really know that much about him Mm -hmm. um and so like with these lyrics like you can tell that they're a little bit more personal and more like you know taken from his like journal than it was for fine line where he was kind of trying to write like pop mainstays yeah um that also lends it that like really intimate like kind of vibe and honestly that's what i prefer like music that feels a little bit more specific and more intimate and doesn't feel like it's like written for radio i mean there are of course a couple songs that you can tell are probably going to be singles like if i had to late night talking yeah late night talking is probably going to be the next yeah you know well my my thing with harry's house is similarly to fine line and also harry styles a debut eponymous album 
Mm-hmm. Um, his cover art is always. Oh, love. I, I mean, I love the Harry Styles cover. Yeah, like the Adored warm it. tones, I think, like, kind of deviating from, like, the cooler tones of the first two albums, like, signifies like, kind of, like, this rebirth for him. Like, the it's just, like, very nice. Um, I also think that the rollout was just so spectacular. Oh, amazing. Because and one... you know what's crazy is that this album actually leaked about two weeks ago. Really? Did you listen to it? I did. Really? Was it the I exact did. same? It was, yes, it was the exact same. The copy that I, um, and you know what? Let me defend myself. Like, when it comes to leaks, I will listen to a leak. Like, at, at, at the point that the leak came out, I had already pre-ordered Harry's House. Yeah. Like, my, my, mon- my money was already going towards this album, and I was already planning to support Harry. Like, you know, I, I, I see him when he goes on tour. Like I buy his merch. Same with Lana. Like uh-huh. so, I don't really have any. Don't don't get on my ass about listening to leaks. Is my point because I put my money where my mouth is. But one hundred percent, the leak that I found was pretty low quality. So a lot of like the production details were missed like on my first listen and so when i did finally listen to it like on spotify there were like a lot of surprises which was kind of nice um but i i wasn't really expecting like i guess i don't really know what i was expecting when he announced like the cover art and like the the name and that kind of little promotional video that he made and then dropped as it was. Um, but I was really pleasantly surprised by this kind of like breezy, like easygoing, very chill, seems very like it's it's like it's almost like you're in like a house in like Northern California with like all of your sun doors open and there's like oranges in a in a in a bowl on the table and there's like long curtains billowing and you have furniture that's all like beige like do you know what I mean that's exactly the vibe and like yeah like it's just like when I did listen to it like it was one of the first albums I listened to in a really long time or like every single song I was like vibing and like just like enjoying it like like I feel like albums nowadays are such snooze fest like yeah the only album this year that did it for me was Motomami oh my god I still haven't listened to Mono Mommy. It's so good. <laughs> and that's partly because... Oh, and Blue Bannisters. Oh, of yeah. course. Well, well, is Blue Bannisters... Yes. Well, 2020... 2021, Two. right? 2022. Was it really? At least in, like, February. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know. Seems like this year has been a long year, I feel like. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, was, I guess maybe I'm just, like bundling it together with chemtrails that's true wow that seems like so long ago that yeah just came out that's nuts so it was like such a pleasant listening experience and then also like i will say it now i think as it was is like one of if not like the best lead singles and like perfect choices for a lead single that i've heard in a very very long time totally agree that song is for one spectacular like it is spectacular. Um, it's that like perfect, like fun song that's sad. Yep. Yep. I totally and, I, I and I'm a big sucker for that. Like yeah. I love an upbeat song with sad lyrics. Which and... like is like the zeitgeist of like the 2020s. Yep. Is like fun sadness. You know what I mean? I where totally. I think like 20 late 2010s is like geist pop culturally and musically was very 
just sad in general. Like, it's shifting to, like, this fun sadness that's going on, you know? And I think it just, like, perfectly encapsulates the vibe of, like, this year. And, like, I don't know. It's just, it was just such a perfect choice. And I'm just, for me, it's the album's a 10 out of 10. My standouts, of course, um, Matilda and Satellite. Yeah, um, I totally agree. I think as it was... And Grape Juice? Yeah. I love Grape Juice, too. I think Mm. as it was, was a super smart choice for the lead single, um... It's short, sweet, it's like to the point. It has a refreshing and interesting kind of sound that's different for Harry and like doesn't sound like everything that's being put out right now. Mm-hmm. But it, it feels very Harry, you know what I mean? Even if it's not exactly like fine line, it's a really natural evolution for him, as is the rest of this album. And to me, like there's no skips on this album. I just love it. I'm really like, I have such a parasocial relationship with Harry because, like, I I just really think he's so cool. And I'm just such a big fan of, of him. And, like, I, I kind of fall back and forth on being tired of him because he does tend to get overexposed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I had a period last year where I was just kind of over, like... Me too. You know, but... I do, like, I, I think I'll always have a soft spot for Harry. Uh, you know, I, I'm one of those people that grew up with him. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this album has no skips for me. Baby, really. my 2022 prediction is at the end of this year, when 1989 Taylor's version is going to release, style Taylor's version Oh, you think Harry he'll, do a, he'll do a debut? Oh, that would be interesting. I would... It I would, would, die. It would. It would. It would literally shift the culture. There would be pandemonium, the levels of which we have never seen. Because I would argue that Harry Styles and Taylor Swift are like one of the biggest fan bases for girls. Yeah, and, and like mm-hmm. you know, their relationship was such a huge thing for both of those fan bases, and I know that it's something that they both still fixate and talk about, and like. Mm-hmm. It was such a pop culture moment that they were ever even together, even though it seems so mismatched now. You know what I mean? Oh no, they're not. They're not good for. They were not no, good for like, each other. I, I don't can't... think they were abusive or anything, but like, no, not no. Good for each other. But I can't see yeah. them like to getting together now. Like, no. you know what I mean? Um, I mean, but... Taylor's absolutely marrying the guy she's with now. Oh, for sure. Also, yeah. I've been watching conversations with friends and Joe Alwyn he's a nepotism boyfriend because that <laughs> baby cannot act. The, the, the theory goes that apparently he's actually a really good actor and that's how the character is supposed to be played. And like, it all gets revealed. Like, see, but I read, I read the book. I read conversations with, Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just the Swifty in me. That's defending. <laughs> maybe it's just like, I have to get used to his like style, but like, anyways, um yeah i i would love to see them like put together their joint sleigh and like release like a remix of style or of something else off of like 1989 because it was such a huge moment like maybe they'll finally talk about the car accident oh my god i mean well that's one of her best songs it's that song is insane yeah is that out of the woods yeah yeah okay so I want to also talk about, if we're on the subject of music, I want to talk about Halsey and what's yeah, going this, on with there. Yeah, this TikTok situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, and before we move on, I will say that my 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 standouts are Satellite, Daydream, and I mean Daylight and Matilda. 
Yeah, uh, that's, I would add daylight to that. I forgot to yeah. add that. That's, yeah, satellites. I love that so That sexy. little ew. Eh, 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 yeah. Ew. Like, it's, it's just so, so good. good. I love it. Um, so Halsey, FKA Twigs, Charlie XEX, and Florence and the Machine have all made TikToks speaking out against their labels, saying that their labels refuse um, them, are refusing to re- release their music, are, and are stating that they have to get more on board with TikTok and start making viral moments with their music and viral mm-hmm. videos and trends. Um, which this is very like Tanache, um, who's like the queen yep. of like being like bl- blacklisted and like like defeated by her um label and i find it very interesting because i wanted to ask for your perspective specifically given the fact that you work in pr or i guess mm-hmm. you still work in PR. <laughs> <laughs> and, um <laughs> if you believe that this is also like a form of pr marketing or if it's like genuine like so here's my take on it i do think that um TikTok is being really heavily prioritized right now in the music industry. I don't think anybody can really like disagree with that because TikTok is such a driver of sales and charting and streaming right now. Um, but as far as these artists all coming out and saying like, oh, my label is making me make TikToks. My label won't like let me release my music until I make TikToks, yada, yada, yada. I think in Halsey's case, this is viral marketing. Um, I, y- you are not, and I don't mean you as in like you, but like mm-hmm. people who are in stan bases <laughs> and spend a lot of time on the internet, even though you might think you're immune to viral marketing, you're simply not. Mm-hmm. Advertisers are smarter than you. They're much more clever. They know how to work around your like, I I personally think that those things are marketing tactics because they get those artists' name out in the news regardless. And it turns them into a martyr, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know in Charlie's case, it's a little bit different because she actually has had issues in the past with her label, like refusing to release her albums. I know her contract is really complicated with um i think she was with columbia Mm -hmm. um but in halsey's case i think it's just to drum up like support and like anticipation for the song um yeah i like i also just don't really like halsey so maybe i'm like demonizing them you know whatever but like yeah in my perspective i i think that this is definitely just another like avenue to market a song or an artist well um i find this whole thing very interesting because like i mean let's just like be honest like truth hurts Mm -hmm. by lizzo like quite literally shifted the culture forever yeah um and that's just that i mean anytime if you're like really into stan bullshit and if you really like check streaming charts like you can assume that, like, anything that's going up on the charts is a result of TikTok. Like, yeah. you take one single look. I think I just saw, you know, Don't Blame Me by Taylor Swift is, like, some, like, like deep cut on, like, Reputation. And it literally is, like, 40, like, number 46 on, like, the British charts right now just because it's going viral on, like, British TikTok, which is, like, 
crazy. It's just like random, random. I yeah, mean, like literally random songs from like the '90s and 2000s just get like skyrocketed, and like careers get like literally re restarted because they start going viral on TikTok. It's crazy. Yeah, you have like Enchanted by Taylor Swift, which is literally like a deep cut from her album. Like, right, which became like if you go on her page on her Spotify page, it's like number three next to like freaking blank space yeah it's which is like her biggest song ever like it's just like like tiktok has such a way to market and it's like it's no shock to anybody what i can definitely say is that i don't know exactly what the identifying factors of this is but like there's certainly tiktok music like i'm talking new music that's been produced in the past two years that's made for tiktok yes Yes. like you can tell that like certain part i i i want to really sit down and like try to analyze it myself and figure out what these characteristics are but like certain phrases and certain like staccato and rhythm that like are i think cater to the algorithm right and also like lend themselves well to like short form Mm -hmm. like content i mean like it's things that have like catchy but like poignant like relatable lyrics like things that have familiar melodies you know there i'm sure there's something to do with like chord progressions and like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff um i would say like for example that fucking stupid ass song a b c d e f u you know what i'm talking about like that sticks out to me as something that was written for like tiktok and i think it's like one not a good song and like when something is so transparently written as means to an end like that it just like is so devaluing to art like to me yeah it is it is pretty pretty frightening um it makes me makes me sad i think that's why i think a lot of artists right now kind of like aren't releasing music i think it's probably because they're like seeing this and are getting kind of disgusted by it i think yeah. Grande, for example like her album's not going to come out anytime soon i mean adele spoke about this to herself in an interview where her label was actually telling Adele, who's, like, fucking, like, 32, like, telling her, like, to make TikTok-friendly music for, like, dancing. And she's, yeah. like, respect. she's, like, respectfully, like, I don't make TikToks. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't make songs for dancing. Like, I make songs for, like, women my age to drink wine to and cry. Like, yeah. that's literally my thing. That will always be my thing. And, like, that's what makes me happy. Like And, like, and- we don't need Adele to make TikTok music. That's not why we listen to Adele. Mm-hmm. you know like the same thing for lana like if, if if lana started making like music that was fucking corny and like clearly made for like little kids to dance to on tiktok like that would really disappoint me because that's not what i go to her for you know not every artist needs to like indulge in those trends to be successful. well i think it also devalues your work because like there's a certain like earworm and like patchiness and infectious quality to like viral tiktok audios that like are not present in radio because for one like nobody listens to radio anymore so like you're not gonna get an earworm from tick from the radio but like you're gonna get an earworm from tiktok like i mean how many times growing up did you get earworms from the radio like all the time but nobody gets them anymore so now the new form of spreading these like viral earworms are tiktok so it's like think about like how like songs get devalued through TikTok, like as it was, for example. I mean, when that came out, oh my god, like I, I could not stop playing Everywhere. it. Everywhere, like, this shit's so good. But then when it when it became viral on TikTok too, like I can't listen to that song anymore because like the moment I open Instagram Reels, like it's you gonna know, pop. It's, it's, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's literally. <laughs> it's 
and it'll be anything. It'll be someone like cleaning their bathtub. <laughs> like it'll literally, be, it'll be I someone know. like like canning their food. Like it'll be like someone like doing an out like red outfit of the day. Like it'll literally, like will be any form of content. You know, it's not like it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not the sleigh and as it was. I think there's like an earworm. Like there's an even more infectious quality to it because it's only 15 seconds, seven seconds. So yeah. it's like it's that specific part of the song that gets getting stuck in your head, and it's the exact part of the song that the label probably wants to get stuck in your head, right? Which is exactly. gonna be most likely the hook, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's just super. It's super interesting, and I just like hate how like songs that are good can become so bad that's why i kind of like that i'm not on tiktok really anymore right no i mean you definitely become oversaturated and i think that's why people have such a negative reaction to like when songs that they you know have listened to for years like get put on tiktok because they just get run into the ground and there's a certain culture on tiktok of like commodifying literally everything and like commodifying all of your interests and all of your artists into like a condensed little like identity package that I think really frustrates like listeners like it happened to Mitski it happened to Fiona Apple and like Lana and you know those types of artists and I think like that type of thing really frustrates like people who are fans of those artists like especially because those are like artists yeah like, those aren't singers. Like, I mean, they are singers. But they sing incredibly. But, like, those are artists. Like, they make genuine art. Like, they they never cared for fame or, like, you know, being a, being a pop culture icon. I mean, they are regardless. But that's not, like, their, their, their place in pop culture is not to be, like, a figurehead if you get what i if you i mean there's artists and then there's people who make music you know what i mean like there's singers like there's like whatever like it's like they these kind of people are artists and then their work gets devalued which is like super i know it's like pretentious but at a certain point you kind of have to be yeah i mean like that's something that has really bothered me about like fiona apple who makes music about like her abuse and her like mental you know struggles and things that she's faced over her life and then it gets like really watered down by people being like oh my god this is girl boss music you like you know what i mean it's like are you guys like be fucking for real like literally be fucking for real my ass looks so fat right now period <laughs> i just looked in the mirror <laughs> um yeah it, it's 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 I think even what finds what I find very funny is like Nicki Minaj, for example. There's this lyric in one of her recent songs that she rolled out, like either this year or late last year, where she goes, "Um, ain't got no time for TikTok and stop the dancing, um, uh, something like that." Yeah. Um, and it's funny because all of her songs <laughs> that she released this this year and last quarter last year all became viral on TikTok TikTok. multiple parts of it. So it's like, even, like, these big legends who are, like, very much, even in their own music, acknowledging the fact that, like, they don't want to go, they don't care to go viral on TikTok, they don't want to go viral on TikTok, are still all going viral on TikTok. Do we have a problem by Nicki Minaj? I think, like, four different sections of that song went viral, which is just, like, crazy. Which is nuts. It really is nuts. It's, like, and, like, viral, viral, too. And it's, like, it's, like, (laughs) you can't and I even think, escape it 
I think part of that is because like Nikki's lyricism like lends itself well to like those little bits that like have a point. Like, do you know what I mean? Like bad bitch, like transition, like yeah, kind of, like yeah, like kind of videos, like bad, yeah, right. Like sure. it's one thing to like you know have your song go naturally viral and then be like in the studio like oh my god like I need to write this for TikTok like you know like I mean I think about Nikki about how like. A lot of her songs that I really liked, Break It Up, uh, her verse on that song with Yo Gotti, um, yep. Bottoms Up, I mean, like, with Trey Songs, her verse on that, like, they both got TikTok dances that went incredibly, I'm talking, like, probably millions of videos, like, viral during quarantine, and how those songs got so devalued in my eyes, and now I can't really listen to them anymore without thinking about the TikTok dance. Exactly. Which is so <laughs> sad, because it's, like, songs that you liked for years that, like, you rap to and now you have to like dance to it because it's like an impulse yeah or it's like oh my god like i know this song from tiktok like all right fuck you die well that's like, the crazy part is like i've been a barb forever like nikki has always been my queen i mean my tiktok username i mean hello i know <laughs> um i'm literally like i love Nicki minaj like i don't care that she's like kind of like an enabler like i just really like she's my <laughs> queen and I'll, I'll let her enable anyone who's ever abused me in my life like i love her Help. um she's literally my angel <laughs> anyways you get the point yeah i get the point i know every single one of her verses i play her music while working out she's i mean i think she's just like a goddess and like the way that like people this is not a thing anymore thank god but i remember like november like 20 like 2021 like late 2020 when um people were all like pretending to be barbs yeah you remember that that was crazy to me because i was like nikki literally like i was there for her when nobody was streaming queen and like nobody was rocking her and everyone hated her because of cardi and like all this stuff like i was and you all were calling her crazy like i was there sticking through her like sticking through it and like now you all get to claim barbhood i remember i met this girl at a party one time and she was like, oh, I like, she's like, I'm a barb. I'm like, me too. And then I, I start, I, I start rapping Roman's Revenge. And she and looked at me. she's like, what is that? She looked at me like I had five heads. And that's literally like the gateway Nicki Minaj, I, right. I would say like barb kind of song. She's like, I only know Super Bass, sorry. And I'm just sitting there like. Um. Well, like, I feel the same way about Lana. Like, you know, as you can imagine, like, I was here, like fighting for my fucking life like after question for the culture when it was like literally the cool thing to do on the internet to like call her a racist and Mm -hmm. like now that she's having this kind of revival on tiktok with like all of her unreleased songs are like going viral she's like attached this like fucking coquette thing um which is very me by the way like (laughs) i'm like it's just kind of like annoying because it's like y'all were the same people who are like calling her racist and like canceling her stands like a mm-hmm. year ago. I mean, such is the the, the twist of fate. Of yeah, time. I have one last thing to say, mm-hmm. and this is about Kourtney Kardashian's veil. Oh my god, I so, like it. I know I you might it. not, but I like it. I loved it. I thought it was iconic. Like I thought it was a sleigh. Yeah, I thought it was so cute. Like I thought like the backdrop of the wedding with that Virgin Mary, Virgin of Guadalupe yeah. kind of like iconography was like super cute and like Like are they Catholic? They're not. They're they're Orthodox. Are they're they? Armenian. Okay. They're Armenian Orthodox. So there's a lot of discourse going on around right now about how they're like Kardashians are like 
appropriating Catholic culture. Oh, really? And, like, See, I didn't even I didn't even know that. But maybe like mm-hmm. I assume that maybe like Travis is Catholic. I think he is, but because of that, like when you're Catholic, you can't get divorced. So there wasn't a priest at the wedding because he had he had a wife before Courtney right, Kardashian, right, 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 and that's who I think birthed his three children or two children. So basically, like. Um, he's still married, I guess, in the eyes of God, whatever. So I guess the Virgin Mary thing, like, some people are like, oh, it's, like, fucked up. My whole thing is, when it comes to this whole, like, because I remember during 2020 when everyone became witches. (laughs) (laughs) So true. So when everyone was a witch, um, basically, (laughs) um, people, there was a lot of talks about closed practices and honey jars and stuff like that, about, like, you can't do a closed practice. I guess that extends to religion as well, even organized religion, mainstream religion, such as Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing is like, I thought God was fake. Right. I thought that stuff was all fake. Like, is this stuff real or is it not? I believe in, I'm a believer, or like, not in in, like Catholicism or any form of Christianity. (laughs) But like, I'm a believer, like I believe in God, whatever, all that stuff. But it's like, I'm sitting here like, I thought this was all was fake. So like, is this closed or is it not? Because I thought we all kind of knew that this stuff isn't really real. And we just have faith. So I'm sitting here like, I thought this was fake. So it's like, is this closed? But how can it be closed if it's not real? So I'm sitting here like, what's the tea? Yeah, like as somebody that grew up like mostly Catholic and like grew up like kind of going to Catholic churches for the most part, like I don't think that anybody would say that anything in Catholicism is like a closed practice. Like like Catholics don't like gatekeep. Like so much of catholic aestheticism and stuff has bled into popular culture i have never heard a catholic like argue that one shouldn't like you know for example like wear a rosary or like have statues of the saints if they're not like a practicing catholic like you know what i mean well the the kardashians all went to catholic school right so I'm sitting here like, and I also, as a Muslim, went to Catholic school, and I don't think all of the people, I would say a good majority of them at my Catholic school weren't Catholic. They were like another form of Christian, like probably like Protestant, evangelical, right. whatever it might be, Presbyterian, whatever the fuck it's called. Like, so it's like, like, that wasn't, clearly it's not frowned upon. Like, people go to Catholic school because it doesn't matter. People do Catholic stuff because no. it doesn't matter that you're Catholic. It matters that you believe in Jesus. So it's like all that stuff is open. Like it's all no, supposed I to would, be. I would completely not say that anything in Christianity is a closed practice. So I'm saying they're so confused. Like I don't know what the tea is and what everyone's gagging over. And actually the point of Christianity is to spread the word of God and Jesus. So like that's kind of the literal exact opposite of a closed practice. I'm honestly just so over, like, cultural appropriation. Yeah, I mean, it's... The discourse has gotten to a level that is just completely unhelpful, completely out of control, completely just backwards and stupid and, like, just exhausting at this point. It's literally just too much. It's too much. I mean, the, the only real option for us now is just to disengage because, like, the only people who are still on about this type of shit is just, like, literally terminally online, like, children. Because, like, they, you know, if you're, like, 15 years old and, like, that's your worldview, that's the only thing you know of the world. Yeah. Now, of course, you're going to kind of hyperfixate on, like, arbitrary rules, like, cultural appropriation and that kind of bullshit. Like, no. I mean, like, you'll grow up and you'll see that you're being completely <laughs> stupid. Like, at this point, it's just, 
let them like learn for themselves like once they start like reading books my audio glitch <laughs> but yeah i 100 percent agree i feel like like the whole conversation is so stupid i mean obviously like if you don't know by now that you should know about cornrows and stuff like that like you're literally like you live under a rock and you're stupid and like yeah all the other stuff i feel like is like people just trying to like like latch on to that and like try to create new discourse and i think it's just so tired and like you said we just have to freaking disengage mm-hmm. yeah i mean like it's it's just to the point where it's not even like productive conversations anymore it's literally just like outdoing each other to be like who can be the most like woke and like who can be the most like politically correct and inclusive and it's just like a bunch of ass eating at this point like it's really not worth it (laughs) you know what's crazy i feel like all this stuff that's happening with like amber heard and like the abortion stuff i feel like like the feminism feminism is so in like (laughs) yeah like yeah i i could kind of sense like another wave of feminism coming like because feminism kind of like went out of vogue for a little while like it kind of became chuggy to be like really feminist like after 2016 and like the whole like ironic like unironic girl boss hillary like pussy hat type of feminism kind of died and then we were kind of waiting for whatever the new type of feminism new wave would would look like and i think it's kind of beginning to like make itself formulated now um so i'm interested to see like what it will look like yeah like i'm feeling so feminist it's so crazy like it's crazy because like it's funny because i've been having like these conversations with like boyfy of the pod like recently like ever since like roby wade the news came out and like now with amber heard and like I'm obviously somebody that's, like, pretty apolitical, um, but, like, things like feminism are one thing that, like, I will, like, I do feel strongly about, like, women's rights and that kind of thing, and so it's, like, wow, like, he's, like, when did you become, like, Tumblr lefty? And I'm, like, I'm not, I just, like... (laughs) I care. Like I'm still, this, I'm still I your trad. Me. I'm still your trad conservative girl. Yes, please don't dump me. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, we should wrap for sure. Yeah. Um, you guys can find us on all socials at Twigs Club Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, we'll see you hopefully next week to conclude on the Amber Heard trial because that's when it ends and we would love to discuss it. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. And Danny, I fucking love you and happy early birthday. Oh my God, yeah. Maybe we can do like a birthday pod this weekend. Yeah, that would serve. Well, thank you guys for listening. Can't wait to read your hate mail. Love (laughs) you too, Rye. Bye. Bye. It's chocolate.